Alrighty, we are officially into the 2023 Hawkeye football season. Today, we are recapping Utah State. We're talking with Cooper DeGene, our special guest on the pod today. And then we'll be previewing the Iowa-Iowa State game coming up this week. This is Talking Hawks, presented by Hills Bank. No matter where you are in life, Hills Bank is here to help you succeed. Whether you're buying your first house, saving for your child's future, or preparing for retirement, you can count on the people at Hills Bank for the support you need to reach your goals. It's easy to connect with a banker in person, over the phone, or on hillsbank.com, because we believe banking is better through human connection. Hills Bank is an equal housing lender and FDIC member. Hey, hi, Matt. Whew, one down. <laughs> one down. You literally, when I came home yesterday, you were like, six more to go. <laughs> So game day for me is just both kids. So Dax two and a half, Blair three months. Um, we we got it. Yeah, pacifier came the, in handy. Pacifier got her down for a nap, got him down for a nap, and took, then got her down the for a nap again. She took enough of the bottle. <laughs> I wouldn't say she did great. She was hungry there for a little bit until she realized she had no other choice. Yeah, and then I think she figured it out. You know, it's it's one of those things you got to look at the tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to go back, reassess, yeah. you know, how do we not let the wailing happen again? <laughs> <laughs> we got to be on top of it and then how we push we... forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no. a, it's not based on potential. It's based on what you, you know, what you, the product you put out there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you rate your performance as a stay at home dad for, for a day? I was better than half. So okay. probably like seven. A seven? Seven. So I'm going to ask Dax. <laughs> hey, hold on. They all ate. They all slept and I watched the game. And they were alive when I got there. Bada bing, bada boom. I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm talking myself think. into an eight. Wow. I don't know. I'm going to put a put a little camera, na- <laughs> nanny cam up <laughs> next time I leave. That's See fair. how we really do. That's but fair. when I get when I get texts where I, I text you, I'm like, how's it going? Which I probably do way too often. And yeah. I get, we're doing okay. I, don't... I didn't say that. I said, we're doing good. Yeah. Period. I just didn't put any, yeah. I didn't put an emoji. Not my favorite response. I was, I literally replied to you. I said, oof, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and then I elected not to respond because I was like, I need to take care of business. No, you and did I that. Did. So I would, I would be like, oh, I hope everybody's okay. I'm stewing because I'm there <laughs> leaving you all alone with the kids. My game day, Matt, ask me about me. Come on. This has been all about you. Stay at home, daddy. Laura, tell us about yours. <laughs> okay. We all care. <laughs> no, we had some technical difficulties. Anybody listening to the podcast right now that was at the game we had some we had some some struggles with the video board and the microphone. It was a tough one. The the heat got to it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it, hey, I don't know if you truly believe that it's ten to twelve degrees hotter on the field, but I think you believe that now. I've literally been on the field for seven years. I don't know why you said that to me. Like I told you, it's 10, 10 degrees hotter. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was there last year and the year before and the year before that and the year before that too. I doubt it was as hot as it was yesterday. <laughs> oh my god. The first game is always like that. (laughs) And I know this because I've been there. Um, But yeah, my microphone stopped working for a little bit. The video boards went just completely black for a little bit. It was just, we had a rough go of it there in the uh, the first half. First game jitters. First game jitters. The video board is like, we're we're nervous. We don't know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, we we got through it. And at halftime, did a little sound check. We got the video, video boards back. I got back on camera. Everything was, everything was good. But it was warm. I was melting. Makeup was just on in point a, in a tough place too. <laughs> it was just it was all around. I was like, yeah, this this checks out for first game. So hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll we'll get it back. But anyway, um, let's talk about the game. What did you see? 
in between, you know, giving pacifiers and making chicken nuggets. Like <laughs> what was your what was your take on? Let's see. Let's start with Cade because everyone was all, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Um, what was your take on him? How did how did he look? Well, first throw as a Hawkeye as a touchdown. We love to see it. <laughs> uh, albeit it took him probably 30 minutes to figure out that Seth Anderson uh, possessed the ball through the catch. But first time out there, bang, you know, touchdown. So that's a really good thing. And not only that, but the fact that we called a double move second play of the game. You know, we have that big kickoff return, but then to trust Cade on there and double move, throw it up, which the guy fell down, great route by Seth. Uh, kind of set him up. He went outside. Um, excuse me, he won inside to go back outside, which you normally wouldn't do because you're giving up leverage. So think about if I go inside, but I need to go out and he's and the bad guys there, the defender, he's already where I want to be. So it's a lot tougher to run the route. But if you just run a double move and you go up the sideline, and for whatever reason, the guy fell down, really good route and, you know, finished it off. So to start that way, I thought was really big. Um, he's got some zip on the ball. You know, I mean, there were some out routes, uh, you know, and Nico caught a quick out route and the ball just flies out. Yeah. It's awesome to see that. Um, also taking a few risks, which I like to see. Throwing the ball up to Nico uh, on the uh, slot fade. Uh, shout out to LaShawn because uh, he texted LaShawn Daniels Jr. I roomed with him in college and uh, he texted me. He's like, hey, that looked like you uh, and CJ back in the day. Mm. It was kind of cool to see that. No, it's good. Um, and um, I was listening to Gary Dolphin. I think they had like a, a video up on Instagram or something like that. And it was Gary's play over it or Gary's play call over the actual play. Um, and he was like, yeah, the adjustment in the air. The pass was great. Nico came down with it. I was like, this sounds just like a play call from when Matt was playing. <laughs> like they always like to talk about your adjustments and that kind of stuff. And so I was like, yeah, 89 represent. We love it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Uh, and not only that, but like just taking a risk, you know, that's not a guaranteed ball. It's a little bit underthrown, but trusting your guy that he's going to go up and make a play. I think that speaks volumes more so than just being able to hit the open receiver. Uh, we did see a few drops, you know, and stuff like that, um, so you which talked is not about, customary. Yeah. You talked about Cade zip on the ball. So of course I would Twitter. I'm always looking at Twitter. Um, but there's somebody was saying how, you know, with those couple of drops on one of those drives, right? They were like, I don't know if the, the receivers were used to like the the zip on the ball, the uh, the way the ball came out kind of thing. Like, you know, maybe Cade's throwing it too hard. Did you see that? Or I don't know. Maybe it was just something that someone said. I can see it to a point. Okay. Uh, CJ could sling it. <laughs> and so you always had to be ready for that. Um, but I'm thinking of one in particular. It was Lachey across the middle. Uh, kind of hits off his hands. Probably ends up being a touchdown. Um like, you know, I mean, I can't say that it had too much zip for a guy that we see in the NFL right. at, at, after his time at Iowa. So it's just one of those things. It happens. Uh, the over the shoulder to Nico later, uh, that's a really tough adjustment uh, for those that are like diehard football fans and know all football plays. Mike Evans made a similar play in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs uh, where the ball was over, underthrown and he kind of like had to look over his shoulder. And it's kind of an interesting thing you say to like look over your shoulder because there's probably a two second time where he can't see the ball. So if I'm the receiver and I look over my right shoulder and the ball's coming over my left, there's a time where it passes over my head and I'm not going to be able to move my head quick enough to find it with my hands. I have to hope that my hands are in the right spot. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that comes with reps and reps and reps. And when you're in that kind of body position, like it's a tough thing on Nico, right? Because we all see it as like a drop. But it's also a really tough catch to make. You know, it's kind of a catch-22 where you can't expect him to make that, but you you expect him to make it. Like, I don't know how else to phrase that. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, there were just little things like that. Um, but I, I felt 
Cade commanded the ball well. No turnover is always a big thing. Um, but just really precision. Precision throws is what I saw. Very good. And then um, Eric All got the TD. Yeah, he did a lot of good things. Um, it's kind of interesting. He looks a little lean out there. Uh, and he played a little fullback. So he moved from tight end to fullback. Uh, he was leading the way when uh, Caleb Johnson scored that touchdown. Um, and then obviously he scored one as well. So it's kind of cool just to see those kind of utility guys because I think Iowa likes that. Potterbaum was that for them the last couple of years. Uh, and so to see somebody else kind of fill that role. Um, and not only that, but he also split out as a receiver. So, I mean, he did all three. Trifecta, Eric All, does it all. <laughs> okay. Bad pun. But either way, like th- I thought that was pretty cool to like see them utilize him in so many different ways. Okay. Anybody else from offense that you want to point out? Nope. You know what? I do have a question. Um, <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> uh, we didn't um, talk about this. Offensive line. What are your takes on that? Um, I know it's early in the year, but um, lots of, I don't know. Lots of thoughts on on the O-line. I feel out. like everybody's got thoughts on the offensive line, right? Yeah. And I think it's really tough. You're asking five guys to go out there and always be on the same page. And sometimes it just doesn't happen. There are some technical things that obviously will get better with time. The more you work with uh, you know, the guys next to you, inevitably reps get you better because you know, okay, when I bump it here, he's going to be able to block the right way. Um, there, were, there was a toss play in particular that I'm thinking of where our right guard kind of hopped back versus turning and running and if he turns and runs he gets the backer and our running back uh cuts inside of him Mm -hmm. but instead we hopped back so our first step was back as opposed to out and the linebacker coming up made the play because we didn't get there in time so like little things like that um, are going to grow as they get more reps and so i mean usually you don't start off a hundred percent that's just not the way it goes uh there were a couple blitz pickup things that we missed uh as running backs um you know, where the pressure was coming up the middle and we were looking out to the side. So that's a miscommunication somewhere. Don't know who it is, if it's the running back of the line. So just making sure that everybody's on the same page is really what's going to move them forward. That's the craziest thing about the O-line is like when you're watching as probably like an average fan, which which my my football IQ, I'm going to go average fan. OK, I'm going to be honest with everybody out there. Like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I've watched a lot of football, but I'm not Matt Vandenberg caliber IQ. OK, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> Um, but as like an average fan watching, it's like, oh, the quarterback keeps getting pressure. They can't run it up the middle. What's going on? Oh, it's the O-line, right? That kind of thought. But you talk about the nuances and just like the little tiny things that the O-line has to focus on. It was a step back instead of a step to the right. That's crazy. Well, and not only that, but like, so there were a lot of close-ups of Cade, Mm. um, right before the snap. And a lot of time he's pointing and he's saying the buck is... 52. I'm just going to say that that's the dude's number. I don't know what their middle linebacker number was. I don't remember off the top of my head. But they'll be like, the buck is 52. So what that tells the line is, okay, these three have these three. Like the center guard and tackle might have these three to the left of the buck. And the running back might have the first guy on the right side of the buck along with the the two offensive linemen that are on that side. Those two have those two. Like there's a lot of nuance that goes into who the buck is. And then that also determines who the receivers are hot off of if it's a pass play because you need to have an answer if they blitz more than you can block. So then the receivers have to know who the buck is and who's coming so that way they can adjust their routes. Like there's so many different little things and that's why all 11 have to be on the same page. And it rarely happens game one. It's something that you work towards, um, but um, it's good to learn these in a win as opposed to learning them in a loss. Yeah. Well, that went right over my head. Sorry, I spoke very quickly, so I apologize (laughs) to everybody out there. My mom already going to yell at me that I was talking too fast. Just if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do half speed. Do they have that on YouTube too? I don't know. (laughs) 0.75, something like that. (laughs) Sorry, I got excited. Take notes, write it down. 
So before we get to our unsung hero, I want to talk about defense just very quickly. What did you see? What did you like? Uh, Jay Higgins, okay. 16 tackles, 12 solo. Like I talked about on the uh, the uh, preview for Utah State that our defensive line is built on not making tackles. They're built on absorbing blocks so our linebackers can make tackles. Nothing can, can like personify that more than Jay Higgins going out and having 16 tackles, right? That's exactly what our defensive line is supposed to do so that way our linebackers can go to make plays. I think Nick Jackson might have had five or six. I think he was kind of wider uh, more so than Jay Higgins always being in the middle, which they did what we thought. They're going to spread us out. Um, but it also isn't great when our DB, I think Cooper had seven tackles. He was our second leading tackler. It's not always great that to have a DB like that, but the fact that your middle linebacker has 16 tackles is really, really good. We did have the one interception, Xavier Wonkpa. Uh, so kind of welcome to, to Iowa, uh, being in Kinnick, being able to have that play. Very cool. Uh, special teams as well. I just want to touch on how good is Tory Taylor that when he gets a pump blocked, it still goes almost 40 yards. <laughs> Yes. I was so I think everybody like kind of deflated a little bit when that got blocked. We were like, what? This doesn't happen ever. But the fact that it still went still that went, far. Yeah. Crazy. Unbelievable. And he still had a really good day. I think he had three punts inside the 20. Um, and the announcers on TV were talking about, do you hear the roar for this punter? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Immediately when he started walking out there, it was Tory Taylor. And in my head, I'm thinking there is no other school that gets that excited when they don't get the third down, there's <laughs> there just can't be like, sweet, we get to watch our punter now. This is great. Right, right. <laughs> it's so funny. And what's cool is like knowing him now, you know, being able to have that conversation last week. Good guy, too. Yeah. It's almost like I don't want him to make third downs. You know, it's like that weird <laughs> feeling that like catch 22. You've said that already this podcast. Thank you for the recap. It is always good to learn something after a win. That is for sure. Um, it is now time for your unsung hero brought to you by JB Roofing. Who do you got? Jazz Patterson. I like it. Jazz Patterson. So I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier where um, running back and offensive line need to be on the same page. So the running back knows what blitz pickup is. And uh, to put it in really simplified terms, a blitz is if somebody not a down lineman rushes the passer for the defense. So it could be a linebacker, could be a defensive back, but they're typically off the line of scrimmage and then they come later. So that way uh, they get to disrupt the pass. Well, they try to bring somebody up the A gap, which is the closest to the center, and our offensive line shifted to go take their guys. Well, the guy who's blitzing is Jazz Patterson's responsibility, and he bowed up there like crazy, boom, got in his face, set his feet, drove his hips, and allowed Cade McNamara to throw a jump ball to Luke Lachey, and I think it was like a 20 or 30-yard completion down the field. It was a great catch by Lachey. That's what's going to get the highlight, but the unsung hero is Jazz Patterson making that play even like a possibility because he went in there and just stuck his nose in there. That's what they call it. Stick your nose in there, stop the linebacker. And that's because he loves Iowa Hawkeye football because he's not getting the hype. Luke Lachey getting the hype, but great job by Jazz Patterson. All right. That was our unsung hero brought to you by JB Roofing. We're going to take a small break really quick, and then we're going to hop into our conversation with Cooper DeGene. Need a new roof, gutter, or siding in eastern Iowa? Call JB Roofing, a local and reliable roofer with over 20 years of experience. They do one roof at a time, unlike others who juggle multiple projects and cut corners. They also serve a 45-mile radius around Kelowna and help you with any insurance claims. Don't wait. Call 319-656-ROOF or visit their website, jbroofingkelowna.com for a free estimate. JB Roofing, the small-town roofer you can trust. Hey Matt, did you know that Iowa City Tire does more than just tires? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, they've been servicing the corridor for like 40 years. Okay, but did you know that until somebody had to tell you? No. No, I didn't. Well, hey, check out how they're doing things in a very different way at Iowa City Tire and Service, where service actually comes first. Visit ictire.com. Okay, we've got our second guest of the season today. Joining us is Cooper DeGene. Cooper, what's up? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming. Um, first game of the year yesterday. You're probably feeling a little bit like game hungover, right? With yeah. the heat and all of the things. I feel like the day after any game, it's like a, a brutal hangover, especially when it's that hot. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm a little sore, a little uh, worn out from how hot it was, but glad we got the win. And now you get to come do this. Yeah. You feel yep. so lucky, I'm sure. So lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, first of all, so born in South Dakota. Tell me about hey, that. Oh. So Matt is from South Dakota, and we saw that, and I was like, I don't think he went to high school there, though. So I did you know. live there for very long, or were I you I was Iowa? there for four or five years. Okay. So I, don't, I mean, most I don't, people leave. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really remember much about it, so. Okay, gotcha. And it's then, like a little bit colder, and then there's less people. That's Yeah. I love you, South Dakota, but- it's colder than people. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And then, okay, your high school. Let me get this right. O-A-B-C-I-G? Yep. Okay, so what are the letters there? Is that just a lot of, like, schools that combined? Or what yeah, is a lot that? of towns. So there's four towns, Odiable, Arthur, Battle Creek, and Ida Grove, all consolidated to make one high school. To make a one-star, right? One-star high school? Or one... 1A. 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 Keepers. Yeah. 1A, sorry. Yeah. 2A. 1A, 2A. <laughs> we played both classes when I was there. So. Okay. Okay. It, it moves. So my, my junior year, we were 2A. Senior year, we were 1A. So it really fluctuates that much? Like, all I think based on enrollment? or Yeah, I think so. Like, every every two years, they, they like, redo the classes. Okay. Based on how many kids you got. So, you, so. no matter what, you played with 11? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I <laughs> was, it was that small, yeah. Well, so, at, when I played in South Dakota, we only went up to 2A. Oh, really? We had 2A, A, and then... Uh, B and nine B. Yeah, don't you guys have nine man? Football? Yeah, so like nine B was yeah. nine man football. Okay. You just drop the tackles. Okay, I think Iowa is it eight man here or is it eight nine man, man? Yeah, eight man. Yeah. So I mean, we only had four classes. Yeah. Like I said, like nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated with two sixty. Like it's a big school, but yeah. it was also like second or third biggest in the state. Yeah, I only graduated with like eighty kids in my class. That's what I was gonna ask so you. Kids. So how many people came to your guys' games? It was actually pretty packed, to really? be honest. You get, I mean, especially football games, you get like all four towns, mm-hmm. all in the stadium. I don't know if it was like so, just parents. No, it's it's a it's a pretty good environment, I'd say. Okay, I know you're not going to like this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Did you see, I mean, you're a stud in high school. Like, people probably came to watch you from other places, right? They're, they had to have. Um, like the Caitlin Clark effect, right? Like, if she's my playing somewhere... Year. My senior year, especially once we got late in it, like in the playoffs mm-hmm. and like other teams weren't playing, you'd see you'd see people from other schools come and come and watch us, which was it was pretty cool. I I think we were a lot of fun to watch as a team just because like the type of offense we ran. We ran like five wide and just yeah. slang it around the yard. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so based on that question, I know you've been in media training because I know I know what that training is like. I ask you a question about yourself, you bring it back to the team. Yeah. But I also Smart. know just based on your past interviews, that's just the kind of dude that you are. Like yeah. always bring it back to the team and yeah. always had that kind of mentality. Um, how'd you feel about yesterday? Yesterday? Yeah. We well, off... I guess when this comes out, it'll be how'd you feel about Saturday? Yeah. We, we got off to a good start, I'd say. Um, but... There's always there's always things you can clean up. I think we could have finished the game a lot better, um, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball. 
Um, and then special teams wise, there's there's a lot of things to clean up as we we saw today in meetings, which would be after Saturday, whenever this comes out. But yeah, but I think I think a lot of guys realize like how much how much more um, we still have to do and how much better we can be um, as a team, which is really exciting. I think um, for us and for for the people watching. I think there's two things to that. I think it's better to learn that in a win yeah. <laughs> than it yeah. is in a loss. But that's the fun part about football is that you're never there. Oh, you know, yeah. KF used to tell us all the time that Hayes never in the barn. Yeah. He still yeah. used that oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's kind of the cool part about it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to go back to the high school thing. Um, so I thought I was a dog in high school, right? So I had, like, between 40 and 50 touchdowns. Lord, how many touchdowns did this dude have? I don't remember. 132? <laughs> Really? Was it? Yeah, that's what I read. 132 times. That's wild. Was that, like, that was everything. Like receiving for you? Yeah. Yeah, it just said total. Okay. Like throughout your career. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, that's wild. I tried to tally up my numbers between like offense, defense, and special teams. Really? Yeah. And I was only like mid forties to yeah. fifty. I thought <laughs> like that's crazy. But you did basketball. Yep. Obviously we've seen videos of you throwing it down. Yeah. Tori was on here saying that if you had a team, you'd you'd be hooping. He also said uh, Jay Higgins, also pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a pretty good hooper. Yeah, he's he's a big LeBron guy, so he he likes to compare his game to to LeBron. So, but you I mean, don't know. like they're close or no, 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 no. <laughs> no, they're they're not close. But I think he's he thinks that he's similar. That's how he models his yeah, game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't know if he's quite there. So and then track and field too, right? Yes, and and baseball. Did you say baseball? No, I didn't. I know played baseball. baseball. Yep, yep. Thanks. So you're like, sports. You're like Joe Maurer. I guess. Do you know who Joe Maurer is? I do know who he is, but I don't know much. He was like, uh, I'm pretty sure he went all state in football, track, basketball, and baseball but, before he eventually ended up obviously playing for the Twins for I don't know how many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, track and field, I got to ask one question because I saw one stat come across. Uh, what was your long jump? My longest one? Yeah. I think it was in the subs. So we got sub state and then state. So in our sub state okay. meet. I, I think it was 24-2. Did, really Did you long jump? Yeah, that's humbling. Because I saw <laughs> on the thing that Drake relays 22-11 and a quarter. And I was like, all right, I jumped 23. I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> and you went 24. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I knew so where that, you were going with it. I was like, this will be his claim to fame. And you just got totally embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, it's okay. I deserved it. I led you into that, so I deserved it. Incredible. Laura, asking the next question. Okay, yeah. We can, we'll move on for your sake. <laughs> um, okay, so when Matt was getting recruited, he had like the choice, like not the choice, but he was offered like, do you want to play offense or defense? Did you have that like discussion with anybody? Um, I did not. No, no schools that offered me gave gave me like the option. A lot of schools wanted me to play DB. Okay. Oh, like um, it was that from the start. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's one school that wanted me to play quarterback. Um, who was it? South Dakota State. Hey, yeah. Jackrabbits. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I had, um, I think five total offers. I was my only Power Five offer, but this this is the place I've always wanted to be growing up as a. As a Hawkeye fan, you know, as a little as a little kid in the state of Iowa, you, if you're an Iowa fan, you're coming to Kinnick Stadium and and dreaming about you know playing in Kinnick and putting on the black and gold. So this is, I'm glad I'm here. What was that recruitment process like from a small town, small town Iowa? Yeah, it was it was interesting because um, no one really from from my school had had gone through like 
the recruitment process. I think there was one other guy that played Division One football uh, from my school. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I mean, I think sophomore years when I started to get some interest. Uh, I think I took my my first visit to Iowa after my sophomore year. Um, and that was just based on playing, right? You that wasn't going to camps and stuff like that. Like yes, that was just playing. Yes. Okay. Actually, no. Okay, so after my freshman year, I went to a camp here at Iowa as a as a receiver because I I played receiver my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Okay. Um, and then prior to my sophomore year, I came on a visit here. Um, played my my whole sophomore year. Um, and then I switched to quarterback the next year. And then that's when that's when Iowa offered me. Um and then some some other schools um as well in the FCS. No no other power fives, like I said, but yeah, this is I mean, it was it was a cool experience. Um, you know, taking all the visits and then there was COVID during during my recruitment. So So like did were they allowed to talk to you more? Like you, because you couldn't visit or I, like, do you even know kind of how those rules? I don't really know how the how the rules worked. Um, I just know I just knew we couldn't take visits, which kind of sucked. Right. Um, but like I said, I was the place I I knew I wanted to be, so it made it made it easy on me. Um, who recruited you? Coach Woods, great guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great guy. So I was talking to Tori. So Coach Woods recruited him. Coach Woods recruited me. Um, I'm gonna date myself here, even though I'm not that far removed. I'm not even thirty, but. Uh, so Huddle had like just come out when, uh, or either that or our school just got Huddle. I don't remember, but it would have been like 2011 because I graduated high school in 2012. And I remember you can like make your own highlights on Huddle. Yeah. And I burnt DVDs with my highlight tape and mailed them to 55 <laughs> different colleges. <laughs> and zero uh, of them responded, really? which I'm sure is par but yeah, yeah no, none of them looked at it so i actually came to a couple camps here at iowa and that's how i got recruited yeah but nowadays wild. nowadays you can just like make highlights and post them on twitter and yeah we mm-hmm. all the coaches will see it. that was like yeah. that was way before yeah. <laughs> i'm you, not even old did you make a twitter like this is where i'm going commitment video i did not no mine <laughs> was <laughs> mine was kind of like so i i thought about it like for a couple months um and like one day i just woke up and i was like why wouldn't I want to go to Iowa? You know, this is it's where I've always wanted to wanted to play. Um, so I called my mom, told Tyler Barnes, called Coach Ferentz, and that was that. So cool. Just yeah. get Coach Ferentz on the horn real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, I have a question. What were you like as a kid? As a kid? Yeah. Like, what do your parents tell you? You were like, like when you were, let's say, two, two and a half. Do, do they tell you anything? I don't. I don't know if. You strike me as like a very focused kid that doesn't want to talk to anybody. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I played a lot of sports. I don't know that young if I was like doing any any like sports stuff. I don't know if I remember much from from back that far, or if they, they haven't really told me anything. No, from not back like that far. oh, you were a rambunctious kid. You're kind of crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure I was. Yeah. Um, you have siblings? I do. I have two. So did you have to like hold your own? Well, I'm the oldest, so uh, so you just beat up yeah, any other ones. Yeah. All right, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But no, like growing up, like all I did was growing up in a small town. You kind of like have to make your own fun because there's not much to do. So like I'd I'd ride my bike around town all day, hang out with friends, go to the playground. I was pretty active. Um, we had dirt bikes and stuff and four wheelers at at my house. We had my town surrounded by like a bunch of fields, so we just 
ride four wheelers and dirt bikes nice. around the fields and stuff. Um, then in the winters we had we had a ranger with like a big plastic sled and we'd connect it to the to the back of the ranger and just my dad would just rip it around the fields in the snow and, and stuff. Me and my brothers in in the sled. So it was it was a lot of fun. It's it's fun growing up in a small town. I don't know if many people know that, but I think it was a lot of fun. Did you all have a stoplight? We do not. No. That's how you know it's small, small <laughs> yeah. town. Yeah. No. Did you have any like with all those toys that you guys played with, the the Rangers and the four wheelers, yeah. like any crazy like injury stories from when you were that young? Um, like somebody's always got yeah, something. I got so one day I was riding my bike and we had so it was me and my middle brother. He was riding a ripstick. I don't know if you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, yeah. you got to move your feet forward and back. Yeah, so I was. We had we had like a hill by our house, so I was riding the bike. We decided it'd be a good idea to to put a connect a rope <laughs> to the to my bike with him on the ripstick and just pull him behind me. Mm-hmm. And we were going down the hill, and and all of a sudden he falls off, and um, he starts crying and stuff. And I'm like, "What's wrong?" And I like. As a big brother, you just tell them, like, suck it up, you know, any, anytime <laughs> they get hurt. Um, but come to find out, he actually broke his wrist somehow on, on the landing. Cause, so we were riding, and, and he obviously crashed um, off to the, on the road and broke, broke his wrist. So that wasn't. So nothing from parents you, were Like, too happy. you haven't gotten oh, no. injured? No, no, no you I'm just not. did that to no. other kids? Yeah. <laughs> you just heard everyone else. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> Very good. Well, the reason I ask is because our son is two and a half and yeah. he is like psycho crazy, really? like just so active into everything. And I was like, but he's also like really focused and yeah. like tries his really eyes, hard. His eyebrows, I'm pretty sure, are like permanently like this. <laughs> yeah. That's and good. I was That's like, good. I feel like he's like, maybe he's a mini Cooper to Gina. I'm going to find out. Like maybe he's going to be <laughs> something cool someday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know if we've got yeah. the cards are good for our future. Um, okay. Preseason All-American. How are you feeling about that? Did that? Does that kind of pressure bother you? Does that like... I don't know. How do you feel um, about that kind of stuff? Yeah, I try not to to focus on that um, mm. too much. You know, preseason awards. Nobody's played a game yet. Yeah. You know, everybody's zero and zero. Coach Ferentz always always says that. Um, I say KF talking right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> you you can't really focus on on that too much. You you just got to try and go out and, and prove it prove it on the field, and that's that's what that's what I try to do. So. Pressure never really bothers you. Not, not really. Yeah, I, I like the pressure sometimes. I feel like it makes me play better. I feel like you play the most pressure position on on defense. Like middle linebacker, obviously they got to get everybody lined yeah. up and make sure yeah. everybody knows what they're doing. But most of the time you're on an island, especially yeah. when you're going man to man. You're in the slot, yeah. and I got to face this little skinny dude. Like it, I think I heard them say that three or four of the Utah State dudes ran four three. Really, I actually didn't Those know receivers. That. Yeah, they were talking about it on the. I mean, I don't know if the. Uh, if the announcers are like 100% accurate, but I'm pretty sure they said four of them run four three. Wow! So yeah. like knowing that you're trying to run with those dudes is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's usually some some dude that's around like five eight five nine shifty in the slot, especially makes it makes it even tough tougher. So and like just knowing that that's that's your job, like yeah. to stop that. Dude. Yeah. And they know where they're going. I think the most physically demanding position on defense is DB. I think yeah. offensively it's tight end. But yep. defensively, I think DB is like unbelievably difficult. You're just chasing guys around all day. That's the only time I'm going to give DBs credit, but yeah. for real, it's, <laughs> it's good. I appreciate that. Um, Iowa State Week, let's wrap this up with that. How are we feeling about that? Being from Iowa um, and obviously a huge Hawkeye fan your whole life, like does this week 
And I know your answer is going to be no. Every game's important. <laughs> I get it. Um, but but I mean, does this week kind of get you amped up? Do you like playing at Iowa State as opposed to having it in Kinnick? Like it's kind of fun to be in that opposing stadium. I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, I've actually never played. So I didn't travel there my freshman year to to Iowa State. So I've never played there. But oh, I've, nice. I've been to I've been to games there. I was at the the game where there was the rain delays and the huge storm we and were stuff. There too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was terrible. Um, but but growing up, I mean, you know, this is, I mean, this is the the game like around my area where you just get a bunch of people and everybody comes over and and watches that game. That's how that's how that's how big it is, you know, in the in the state of Iowa. And obviously, it's a trophy game, um, and you only get four of those guaranteed um, at Iowa. So you want to make make the most of that um, and being a in-state rival you want you want to have those bragging rights obviously they uh they got it from us last year um but hopefully hopefully we can we can take it back this year they have some immaculate grass Uh, yeah like it's incredible to cut on really yeah not like uh like the rose bowl stuff was like brand new sod that got thrown down and so like our guys were sliding all over the place we were talking about the rose bowl before we got on but like their grass incredible Uh, like i yeah like i like turf but i also like natural grass and that's one of the best kept Grass. I, and I we always play early in the year, which helps. Yeah, I love I love playing on grass over over turf. The I think we played we played in the Titan Stadium last year. That grass was was really nice. I think I would say the pro guys should should have yeah. it like down to a science because yeah. I think we played out at Pitt. Was that twenty fourteen? Yeah, I don't know what I'm asking you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was either no. <laughs> twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen. We played out at Pitt, and the Panthers also play with the Steelers play. Yeah, at Heinz Field, and um, yeah, that grass was immaculate yeah. too. And that was like probably week three, week four, but yeah, grass fields are yeah, something. Different. There's something yeah. about it. Yeah. And you guys come on through there. That tunnel that you guys come out of is right by the student section. Incredible. Yeah, I've and seen I've seen pictures. Yeah. They're angry. They're yeah. so, you're gonna be like, isn't isn't up. the like the hawk walk that we do isn't like through their fans? Yeah, that's what I thought. And you have to you like, like single we, file line. Yes. Yeah. And they're like sitting right there yelling at you. It's the best environment. Yeah. Like that. Don't get me wrong. I love Kinnick. And for a home environment, that's what you want because the, the fans are all about yeah. you, you know. But if there's an opposing environment that I want to play in, it's Iowa State. Yeah. Because yeah. they hate you so much and you know you're going to walk out of there with a win because you're going to go do yep. business. Yep. Like it's yep. shutting up that many fans <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Wait, speaking of fans hating you, have you guys seen the video on Twitter that um, it was after the Nebraska-Minnesota game that they were all like all the fans were going out of the stadium and they're like, who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. Like all the fans. Minnesota? All t- Minnesota After and the Nebraska. Nebraska game? Yes, Minnesota and Nebraska. Oh, like, they were doing it all together. All of them together as oh. they're walking out of the stadium. <laughs> wow. Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. I was like, that's so petty. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, crazy. You yeah. guys just played each other. So great. Wow. Yeah. A couple more rivalries that, that we got. Hey, that tells about. you that we've been winning too many trophies. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Something like so that. We got to stay on. Yeah. We got to stay <laughs> we got on. We got another it. one. Another one to get this week. Well, Cooper, yep. thank you so much for coming on the podcast Thanks today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you're depleted after Saturday's game, but we appreciate you taking the time and best of luck against Iowa State. Thank you. I appreciate it. This season, Marquee Pizzeria is teaming up with Nico Regani to help the University of Iowa Children's Hospital. Together, they've created a new signature pizza, the Nico Parm. Sounds so good. $2 of every pizza will be donated to the Children's Hospital. Visit Marquee Pizzeria located in the Coralville River Landing this fall and help the kids by eating pizza. You know, if you're not in the mood for pizza, If you're not, I love Estella's because it is fresh. From the fresh grilled steak to the salsas to their fresh pressed tortillas. I love Estella's because it's quick. You can get in and out and it doesn't feel like fast food. It feels like fresh food quick. Yeah, we both love Estella's because it is made with love. 
They put a lot of pride in their food and customer service, and they are locally owned. Plus, it was my biggest pregnancy craving, I will say that too. <laughs> That's Estella's Fresh Mex. Fresh food made quick with love. Locally owned and operated, Performance is a full-service restoration company serving Eastern Iowa. As an IICRC certified firm, their multi-licensed technicians have decades of experience in water, mold, and fire mitigation. Whether it's your home or business, this is the team you want in a time of need. Performance Restoration, 319-626-2292. So, epic second guest on the podcast. Cooper back to was back great. Preseason All-Americans. Oh, look at us. How did we score that? Shout out to Stella's, though. <laughs> I will say that. They helped us hook up some great interviews. Thanks, guys. And some great burritos. We will say that. Um, so we got Iowa State coming up, Matt. Um, I know that we have a lot of disdain for the Cyclones, but we do have to give a shout out to their veterinary clinic because they saved our dog's yes. life. Let's just tell this story very quickly. So our dog had bladder stones. She had like nine bladder stones. Our dog's name is Tutty, by the way, which is just short for touchdown. So it's touchdown Vandenberg. Go ahead. We love it. and. She had these bladder stones and it was like two o'clock in the morning. And they're like, we have a shortage of vets in the area, apparently in like the Iowa City area. You're going to have to take her all the way to Ames. So Matt packs her up and takes her all the way to Ames at like two in the morning, drop her off. She had to have surgery and they saved her life without them. She would be no longer. So big thanks to the vets at Iowa State. The veterinarians. Um, the veterinarians. You. And also the vets. And the vets. <laughs> Love them too. <laughs> and the um, vets. So let's do some fun facts about Iowa State. So we know, <laughs> we know their mascot. We've talked about that before, right, Cy, on our, on our previous podcast. But right now, I just want to talk through some, some fun facts because they actually do have some good ones. Fun facts that uh, you just looked up or fun facts that you know? Fun facts. Where oh, did the fun facts come from? Yeah, Matt, I had these in my back pocket about Iowa State. Can't no, wait to I hear looked it. them up. I okay. found them probably okay. on Wikipedia because I love a good wiki search. All right, 1916, we're going way back. Freshmen were forced to wear beanies everywhere on campus so that everyone knew they were freshmen. Then at the end of the year, they would burn them in a ceremony to say like, oh, we're not freshmen anymore. Isn't that crazy? I'd be like, I'm not yeah. wearing that. <laughs> like, but like, apparently they were forced to. Uh, okay, next. Number two, in 2001, Iowa State students set a Guinness world record for the largest Rice Krispie treat in the world. Do you have dimensions? No, I don't. You looked that up, but not the dimensions of the Rice Krispie treat? Maybe we can add it in the description of this podcast. Uh, And I'll tell you what, Matt, you can look it up right after this. I'll let you do that. That's not not my part on this. (laughs) That's not my bit. The third one, um, Cy the mascot, was first shown to everybody um, at Homecoming 1954. And the suit, the mascot suit, was so heavy that they had height and weight limits. Like you had to be 5'11 to 6'2. You had to be in that range. And you had to weigh between 175 and 210 pounds. So as a freshman in college, you couldn't have been Cy. <laughs> yeah, because I was too big. Okay. Yeah, Matt was 6'4, 240. <laughs> 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 yeah. I just lost weight as I the got The other here. stipulation was you would had to be um, free of knee trouble. So you couldn't have done that I, one either. I was fine with that one. This You couldn't do it anymore. And then, uh, let's see, he used to have a baby, an offspring that would be with him at, at games. I don't, Wait, the, I didn't the person to... wearing the mascot had to have a kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. saying Cy the mascot had, had a... an offspring that was named Clone. I get it because he's a clone of, but then it's Cy and Clone. It's kind of cool. So to wrap this up for everybody, we had two birds that create like the siren 
that's at Iowa State for the tornado warning, and they're the cyclones. That's my point. None of it makes sense. Okay, I was wondering where you were going with that. That's my point. The, the, the thing. Yes. Okay, so that's clearly a tornado reference. But and then you've got a grown bird named Cy. I'm sure the bird has something to do with something. I didn't look that up either. You're ruining this part for me. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. So the next, the next fun fact I have for you. So their campus is beautiful. Like it's gorgeous. Their buildings are beautiful. They've got a ton of like trees and just, I mean, it's gorgeous. We went, remember? And I just wanted to say this little fact here. They have over 6,000 trees on their campus and over, this one's so funny, over 22,000 shrubs on campus. I want to know who has to count the shrubs. Probably the people that planted it. Over 22,000 shrubs. That feels like a lot, but that's part of the reason it's so beautiful. A lot of nature around there. And the last few facts that I've got for you here, they have played Iowa. We've played each other 69 times. Nice. This will be the 70th. <laughs> and then, um, let's see, Iowa leads the series 46 to 23. The longest win streak Iowa has that with 15 from 1983 to 1997. And the largest victory margin, 57 to 3. And that was Iowa over Iowa State in 1985. Dang. There you have Those it. were very fun facts, Laura. Thank you. And you're just so welcome. I'm so glad you ruined one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, Matt, tell me, are we going to have a victory margin of 57 to 3 this weekend? What are we looking at? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be 57 to 3, <laughs> um, but... It's kind of an interesting mix of styles. I think um, there's always hype coming out of Iowa State. Every single year you hear so much noise, as KF would talk about, which is just other people's opinions, like Tori talked about. Um, I'm pretty sure Joel Lanning was their quarterback when I was there and then switched to middle linebacker, and he was going to win the Heisman as a middle linebacker. And then um, Brock Purdy was supposed to win the Heisman. And like it's just it's interesting how there's always so much hype coming out of that camp getting ready for this game and they always play us tough um outside of the uh the night that we got engaged we won 42 to 3 um but outside of that usually it's a pretty close tight-knit game even last year i think was 10-3 like it's always going to be hard fought and there's a trophy on the line um you know cooper's not going to talk about you know much more about that because that's kf uh which is the way it should be right i mean every game's important you only get 12 guaranteed opportunities so you got to go out and take advantage of every single one but uh, their game against UNI was kind of interesting. Um, the score doesn't really the f- the final score was thirty to nine uh, in favor of Iowa State, but the like the game was a lot closer than that. Um, in that the very first drive, UNI throws a pick six, already seven nothing, three minutes into the game. Um, shortly thereafter, uh, Iowa State um, or I uh, sorry UNI punts it. Iowa State punts it, and it goes out at the two yard line. You and I can't move the ball. They punt it. Iowa State gets a punt return for 39 yards. They start at the UNI 21 and they go in and score. So 14 nothing like that. And so, like, you take away those 14 quick points and it's 16 to nine. Uh, not only that, but the second interception that they threw was right at the end of the half. And um, I forget the guy's name. I, I want to say it's Jeremiah Cooper. Um, picked them off, runs it down, gets out of bounds, gets tackled, whatever. And then they kick a 54 yard field goal. So that's 17 points that could have been prevented in terms of like really quick bang, bang plays. And 
you take away 17 out of the 30 and it's 13 to nine. Mm. Now that's Iowa State doing things right, you know, in those scenarios in order to be able to make those plays, but you take three plays away and it's seven and it's 13 to nine. So their starting quarterback is out. And this next guy that's coming in, tell me about him. What did you see from him? Uh, well, his name is Rocco uh, with two C's, which I wasn't, like, I don't know how I would spell Rocco, but I feel like I'd do R-O-C-K-O. I don't know, into the weeds. But um, he went 10 to 13. They didn't have a ton of offensive yards. They didn't have a ton of passing yards. He only threw it 13 times, completed 10, like I said. Um, no interceptions, no turnovers for Iowa State, which is um, normally they fumble it at least once or twice or something happens because it's Iowa State. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Um, but defensively, it uh, seems like obviously they forced two, two turnovers that resulted in 10 points. Um, that's obviously a really positive thing. They also had five sacks, which is a lot. So you talk about our offensive line, just buttoning some things up with our running backs, make sure we're set, me- meshing, I guess, going against their five sacks. So we're, we're really going to have to be on our game in terms of identifying who the buck is, who's in charge of what. And, you know, who knows, maybe we have some tight ends chip or running backs chip on their way out. And by chip, I mean, um, as they're going out for their route, they just kind of hit the defensive lineman just real quick, pop, you know, with their shoulder just to let them not get a free run at our tackles. Um, So little things like that might be helpful. And interesting about their defense, I don't really know how interesting this is. It's 16 straight games allowing less than 400 yards. Okay, I thought that was a really like random fact. Yeah, your response to that was like... That feels like a lot. Well, that, and then you said it's like probably their hundredth game allowing less than a thousand. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I could write an article and be like, this is the the hundredth game in a row with Iowa not allowing, you know, over a thousand yards in a quarter. Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, this the article that we read that stat in was on the Cyclone, like <laughs> um, main sports Hype whatever, page, whatever, yeah, yeah. Website or whatever it was. So that made sense, but yeah. So uh, we're, we're just going to have to be buttoned up. I think getting our running backs, tight ends in line involved, uh, you know, making sure they get more reps. Now they've seen game speed. They've gone against somebody else, which is good. Um, I think we only had one sack uh, against Utah State, which they've got a running quarterback. So who knows if some of his runs were calculated as runs because it's designed, even though he was hit behind the line. So like, there might be a few things there. Um, but yeah, I think it, the main thing is going to be up front. Talk about it every week. Starts up front with the five guys. And then Cade getting us in the right play, willing to take some risks. We're going to have to take some risks in this game. He, We were able to make those plays against Utah State. Um, and I hope that that continues to take those kinds of risks. Because I, you, with those kinds of plays, it's high risk, high reward. If you throw it in a spot where only your guy can get it, the risk goes way down, but the reward goes way up. It's a lot harder of a catch. So it's over the shoulders. It's you got to high point it correctly. You know, like things like that. But um, taking those risks at least keeps a defense honest so they can't put last week I talked about uh, what the box is which is tackle to tackle and maybe I should back that up so the five offensive line is the center who snaps it and my fun fact my old babysitter used to call him the hut hut, hut hike guy because she didn't know <laughs> what he was called so it's a center and then the two guys next to him on either side are guards and then the two guys on the very end of the line are tackles so you've got two tackles two guards in the center and we have to be able to throw so those five guys make up the box. And so from tackle to tackle, which involves those five linemen, back to linebacker depth, maybe a little bit further, we don't. We talked about Utah State tried to go spread so that way we would get guys out of the box. Well, we want that too with the threat of throwing the ball so that way we can really run the ball. I think Caleb Johnson had 19 carries. Like Obviously, we want to run the ball. We're Iowa. But if we can be 
efficient enough in the pass game, take enough risks to keep them out of the box. They normally play quarters coverage, which means their safeties are going to be bearing down. Quarters means that each four of their DBs, there's two corners and two safeties on the field. Typically, they each have a quarter of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, there's four guys, four quarters. Um, and in that coverage, corners usually stay deep and the safeties come up and make plays. So if we can keep those safeties back and out of the run game by throwing the ball, I think it's going to make running the ball a lot easier. Okay. See, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. When you do those like explanations like that, if you're watching this, you can see this. My mind kind of goes like this. I tried so hard to like <laughs> make it. Uh, I know. And but here's the thing. Understandable. There are a lot of people that are listening that are listening and are like, yes, this makes sense to me. And it does make sense. But it's just it just happens to me. I don't know why my mind just goes blank. So great, great re- I'm glad <laughs> recap. I'm preview. It's a preview of Iowa State. It all sounded wonderful. I can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> okay. This feels a little unhinged today. I'm not going to lie. It's been just been a lot. Um, all right. Taking on Iowa State, hoping to bring home that trophy. It's going to be, I think I saw like 86 should be around in the 90s again as you are down on the field, but it's not turf. So maybe that'll help with the. Yeah. You're not going to have the added 10 to 12 degrees, but we've actually been there. We have been there. And the last time that we were there was when they had the the lightning game when we sat for it hours and hours i can't remember what time that game got over i don't either but i remember that as soon as we found our seats you looked at me and said can you get can you get me a slice of pizza and i was like we just sat down we were at the main concourse (laughs) to get all the food now that being said i ran into marv cook on my way over there and we talked for a while but like i didn't know i was hungry until we sat down that's the same kid that doesn't realize he has to go potty until he sits and he's all strapped in the car same kid you got the pizza and it was great. <laughs> but yeah, Iowa State does have a really good atmosphere. So if you're headed up there, Hawkeye fans, you will have a good time. But it is a pain in the butt to get in there, to get parked. They have a yes. ton of parking, a ton of tailgate spots. But there's one way in and there's one way out. And so it takes a little while. So if you're planning on heading down to the game, make sure you take your time. I kind of blanked on that part. <laughs> I, think I, I think I just shot that out of my memory yeah that's all right we were there for a very long time we were <laughs> but we were. okay i feel like this has been a great episode we got a lot done with cooper um got a lot of insight into iowa state and then recapped what what was good what we can work on this week as as we got the win over utah state one and oh it's the best way to start the season is as kf would say it as good as you can do you've played one game you've won one game on to the next moving on to the next go hawks go hawks